When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, jam-packed on this Wednesday with a green light that's going to change absolutely everything. Just desserts for a star, but was it enough? And my draft prep brings you the biggest risk any team could take. All that more, let's do this. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, the one place to start, of course, is NBA playoff action, and it is spectacular as we speak. And I am delighted that Monica McNutt and J.J. Redick are good enough to hang out after we finish Get Up and stick around in the studio with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Guys, thank you both very much. And I want to spend some time on Net Celtics because, to me, that is as compelling as a first-round can get. But for everyone just joining us who was not with us on TV, J.J., the injury to Devin Booker last night, if that is a prolonged absence, he, he, he has a hamstring, we don't have an update yet on how bad it is. If Let's even live in a world where he misses the entirety of the remainder of that series. Does Phoenix still beat New Orleans? I still think Phoenix will beat New Orleans even without a healthy Devin Booker. They need a healthy Devin Booker to win the West, and they certainly need a healthy Devin Booker to win the NBA Finals. And I believe this was his left hamstring. Mm-hmm. This is a, a hamstring that has bothered him, and he's missed some games already this season. So this is a nagging thing. These hamstring things, we saw it with Harden. I lived it in my career. I had certain seasons where these things would just pop up. My right hamstring, my, my first year in New Orleans, eventually got to a grade two uh, hamstring strain and had to sit out three or four weeks. So we don't know the severity of this, but it is a concern. In the short term, I'm not concerned. Are you Monica? I agree with JJ. I'm not concerned about this series, but let's be honest, as the best team in the league the entire regular season, this series should be a given for the Phoenix Suns. And so in terms of the big picture, oh man, and I just feel awful for Chris Paul. (laughs) Hopefully it it doesn't come down to that. If they're going to get beat, let them get beat at their best by Golden State or someone down the road. You don't want to see them go out that way super quickly. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I just every now, because I'm wrong so often, I like to point out when I'm right. I've been telling the world about Brandon Ingram all season long. No one pays any attention to him because he plays for the Pelicans. He's almost been forgotten about when he was the second pick coming out of Duke. Obviously, J.J., you know him. I don't know what your level of relationship with him is. But I keep saying he's the best player in the sport that no one ever talks about. And last night, he showed everybody why. Greeny, he's part of the brotherhood. That's he's what I part mean. of the I know Duke brotherhood. Duke guy, so, I, I, obviously, and I, I was his teammate. Uh, I, I texted Brandon a couple weeks ago, and we were just talking about his, to a degree, what you're talking about, his anonymity this season, despite continuing to improve. I was around him for two seasons. He watches more film. He studies the game. He works on his craft more than any young player that I was around at the end of my career, more than any young player. His desire for greatness, it's there. I'm so happy that he got to have this performance on the stage. And I do want to acknowledge New Orleans is thirsty for this game. Yeah. Very much so. The, the Smoothie King Center on Friday night is mm-hmm. going to be crazy. Yeah. Let's make this then straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's a two-part question for you, Monica. One, 
if they were to get Zion back, I don't necessarily mean this postseason, but if this team adds Zion Williamson, what could they be? And second, is that ever going to happen? Is Zion Williamson ever going to be any semblance of what it appears and appeared he could eventually be? Question one, if you add Zion, you have a legitimate big three on this squad. You have C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson, who put up historic numbers in the short sample size that we've seen him in. Uh, You have a tremendous coach in Willie Green who is pushing these guys to get better, and you can already see the relationship that he – the relationships and the culture that he has created in New Orleans. Second part, Greeny – my gut says I don't know that we see Zion as a Pelican for real, in sincerity. I think, you know, his camp reports indicate they've got his ear. He wants to be elsewhere. My issue with that is you don't do yourself any favors by the way you've operated in New Orleans because I'm one who believes you take yourself with you wherever you go, and I don't know that you just flip a switch in terms of being the type of guy people want on their team on the non Whether he stuff. wants to be in New Orleans or not, is he ever going to play? I mean, just <laughs> look, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a basketball I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm not anything. But you just look at him. He doesn't look like he's been keeping himself in, in, in tip-top condition. You mean I'm the dunk videos that, aren't enough for you? I'm trying to say that as nicely as I can say it. Um, and I don't know what a nicer way to say I, it is. He doesn't look like a guy who's in unbelievable shape. He looks like a three technique is what he looks like. He looks like a guy who should be playing defensive tackle for the Saints, not on the floor for the Pelicans. I tell you what, what the comparison will be this era, how long guys play. Do we see Zion Williamson in the NBA? I think so. Do I think he has a long career, one that indicates he's taken intense care of his body? Probably not. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. How concerned should I be about that, JJ? He's another member of the Brotherhood. Um, and, and look, he's <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when he was the most dynamic player in the world. I mean, we were leading our show every single morning with Duke highlights because he was it was there was a magic about that kid. And I don't know what to make of it now. What should I make of it now? You should make of it that at some point in time, he's going to have to take ownership of his career. And Mm -hmm. by that, I mean, uh, taking ownership of his body Uh, what he puts into it, the amount of work. There's only so much you can do as an athlete when you're carrying around extra weight. It's it's just a fact. And so to Monica's point about longevity, we've seen this with so many players of this generation who have invested in their body, and it has allowed them to extend out this prime well into their 30s. With Zion, there's now a question of will he even get to his third? That, and that's really sad. I do want to note, we had the same questions about Joel Embiid. He went through a number of injuries. Um, you know, he, his weight had fluctuated. Even mm-hmm. my first year there, there was some fluctuation in weight. He has committed himself now. That's a great and problem. he's got five straight all-star starts, two straight uh, seasons in the MVP conversation, there's absolutely no way that Zion can't turn this thing around. He will oh. turn it around. I, I, I am a firm believer he will turn it around. I'm rooting for the guy. But there's got to be that decision. We all had to make it as athletes. I'm going to take care of myself. It's worth pointing out he is still only 21 years old. Yeah. He's been so famous for so long. Really quickly, though, JJ, what, what, do you remember the turning point for Joel, though? Like, we're – like, I just, what is the switch that's going to have to switch for Zion to do what we believe he I, can I do? I think Doc Rivers said to him. And that's what I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doc Rivers said to him, hey, and do you want to be one of the great players of all time? And are, are the great players of all time 
for lack. I'm, I'm, I, are, they, are they fat? I mean, that's basically what he said. Are they are they too heavy? To someone, someone needs to get in his face and say that if anyone so, wants to or is willing to or if he's willing to hear it. Pe- people already have. Right. People are probably actively saying that to him. Uh, it's a matter of choice. That's the idea of right. ownership. Someone else is owning your career. Somebody else is owning what they think you should do with your body until you own it yourself. There's going to be no change. Mm. All right. Greedy presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with the easy to use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Let me get to the Celtics and the Nets who play game three tonight. What an unbelievable series. Excuse me. Game two tonight. And it was an unbelievable game one. Monica, you've been with me now the last two days on TV. You know where I stand. I was very frustrated. I picked the Nets to make the finals. All of you basketball analysts have been yelling at me about I'm crazy, I'm this, they don't play defense. So I'm rooting for them like crazy just so I can be right and all of you can be wrong. And they absolutely should have won that game on Sunday, despite Kevin Durant having one of the worst days he'll ever have. And one of the reasons is it didn't look to me like they changed anything. Their offense is, here, this is Kyrie's play, this is KD's play. Kyrie, KD, we're just going to run up there, you choose. This is your turn, this is your turn. Kyrie made all his shots, KD missed all of his, and that was it. Will is there anything different that the Nets can do tonight? They only need to be one second better. They were winning with one second. Can they do that tonight? All right, offensively, Greeny, I've got Kevin Durant being smarter just because that's who he is. He's going to give a vintage performance in terms of the economy of his dribbles, right, being efficient. But I also would like to see more minutes for Patty Mills, and I'd like to see Seth Curry uh, also hitting threes at a good clip so that they can help create some of that space. Yes, Their identity has been the iso ball thing. We know that's who they are. But I think when you're going up against a team like the Celtics, whose defense is so connected, you have to get them on their heels with some motion. That's both for KD to get some give-and-go action and for guys to move when he has the ball because he's a more than capable and willing passer. What do you think? One of the challenges with this team in the playoffs is their personnel. They have three guys who should be playing heavy minutes, Kyrie, obviously, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, what do those guys have in common? They're undersized guards. What do the Celtics do? They target you. Mm -hmm. They manipulate. They try to get isos. They try to exploit mismatches. This is the nature of it. You brought up the offense as well. They're iso heavy. You know who they could really use? They could use like a 6'9", 6'10", guy who can switch and guard multiple uh, Mm. positions and then create on offense, maybe even create to get... And isn't looking to shoot much. Yeah, isn't looking... Exactly. (laughs) But this is the point about the Warriors as well. Like Draymond is Draymond because he compliments the other guys. I think Ben Simmons is the compliment to Kyrie and Kevin. I think Ben Simmons is the guy that can help them. They're not winning a championship without a healthy Ben Simmons. I agree with you completely, but the, can you count Wait, on that? on the Ben part? You agree yeah. with him on the Ben part? I okay. agree that if they had Ben Simmons, and he was Ben Simmons, they would they would be by far the best team in the Eastern okay. Conference and the team to beat. The question is, is it realistic? I like the way McNutt put it on TV this morning. Can you jump onto a moving treadmill yeah. and you know just start running with it as fast as everyone else is running? That's really going to be the question for him, right? Well, again, I, I said this earlier on, on Get Up, but he is not a player who relies on rhythm or feel or touch. His whole thing is using his athleticism in the open court, using his athleticism on the defensive end. If he's in something approximating game shape, he can have an impact. And I don't think, and we, we argued about this earlier today, I don't think they're putting him out there. They've, they traded James Harden. 
Yeah. They've invested a lot in the future of Ben Simmons. Kevin Durant talked about this in March. He talked about the fact that this he wanted this to be a long-term thing. We're looking at this partnership, him and Kyrie, the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons now, the addition of him. This is a long-term thing. We want this to go on for years. They're I not going to risk anything. See. This is a radio oh, show JJ. primarily. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Monica's face. Just, the skepticism just oozing I'm from so, your every pore. I, I, listen, we all agree if you get Ben Simmons, I'll take 80%. Difference maker, boom. I just, even if this matchup was versus the Raptors, who are depleted, or maybe even the Hawks, but you're not, I understand, JJ, he just got to go up and down the floor and play defense. But this Boston Celtics team, you said it this morning, the most even matchup for this Brooklyn squad possible. And so I just think there is not a soft place to lay and hide on either side of the ball for him because what's Boston going to do offensively in terms of being defended or in, offensively? They're going to attack Ben Simmons and I, on defense. I'm going to give you the game right here, JJ. This is the game. You said it. You made me think of it. They got the Nets are afraid to go undersized because they're afraid of the defensive matchups and all the, they're They're getting a little to me. They're thinking to themselves, our weakness has been defense all along. We're going to try and do what we can to be as respectable as we can defensively. They got to go try and win this game 140 to 138. In that shootout, mm-hmm. I'll take their guys. They got to put those guys out. They got to put Mills on the floor if they have to, put Curry on the floor and Kyrie. I get it. The three of them combined aren't 18 feet tall. I understand that. But <laughs> you, got to, you got to live with it because, and we're just going to say, we're going to make threes and your guys aren't going to, you're going to make one less than we do and we're going to outscore you. I think that's the Nets' best chance. Can, can I? Can I have a quick story time? Go. I'm going to be Please. as quick as possible. Go. Just to Don't Monica's point. Okay. Yeah. And I agree with you, by the way. Yeah. This is got, this is until they get Ben Simmons back, they got to score 130 points and, right. and win the games that way. And and play Patty, Seth, give give Kevin space, give Kyrie space. Go. My first year with the Clippers, uh, I had a back injury. Uh, my nerve that was running through the front of my quads uh, was disrupted and stopped working. I couldn't even step upstairs. I uh, thought about getting surgery. I had three epidurals. Uh, the doctor was basically like, we're going to give you eight weeks. Uh, after eight weeks, the nerve still wasn't working. He's like, let's do it another two. So 10 weeks later, I have not done anything. This is the middle of the season. 10 weeks later, haven't done anything. I didn't practice. They just put me in a game. I never went live. Mm-hmm. I played in a game and played five games in the regular season, then played in the playoffs. Do you know what? I was a terrible athlete relative <laughs> to the NBA. I was able to do that. I was able to. You don't think a 22 or 23 year old Ben Simmons can go play in a basketball game right now? Come on, that is remarkable That's that he's story. that young. He's 25, but still, yes. Um, the, the point remains. All right, I could do this forever. JJ, thank you. <laughs> McNutt, thank you. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, the job search can be a long, frustrating journey. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. As we continue in a moment, one of your favorite sports is going to look massively different next year, and I say. Hallelujah. You'll hear which one next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, I will get to the change in one of your favorite sports coming up shortly. Um, Let me just check in uh, briefly, if I can, with the assembled members of the hashtag crew, which would be hashtag Hembo, hashtag Nuno, and hashtag Bubba. They are all here today. One of the stories that was interesting to me yesterday was Kyrie Irving getting fined $50,000 for his interaction with the fans. We talked about it on TV this morning, just making sure no one has any issue with the Hembo. You're good with that? That Kyrie, Irving, that Kyrie Irving was only fined $50,000? Was only fined 50000 Or the fact <laughs> that he was fined at all? No, no, no. I was personally offended that Kyrie Irving was only fined $50,000. In fact, if I were the commissioner of the NBA, I would have suspended him for Game 2 because of the way that he acted in Game 1. Are you making that up? No, are you just no, kidding? I, are, you, are you saying that as a joke? I have been outraged by the lack of outrage over the way that he behaved, over the way that he acted. We have normalized, like, in, in, incredibly indecent behavior. And for what? Because it's, because it's him? Are we just so insensitive to that gesture, to, to, to that word? It doesn't make any sense to me why Kyrie Irving was fined only $50,000 for that. But, but wait a minute. So... The behavior you're talking about that we have normalized, does it not go both ways? Is it not a two-way street? Or do you think he was reacting to nothing? Do you think he just said, you know what, I hate these people, so I'm going to go out here and give them the finger? Or do you think that he was hearing any manner of terrible things being yelled at him and he responded in kind? No, I think he was clearly reacting to what fans were saying and what fans were doing. But... That's not the first game in sports history in which that has happened. It is a rare instance in which a player retaliated in that way three different times. I don't understand how we can consider anything approximating that acceptable behavior. And a $50,000 fine for Kyrie Irving is an insult to slaps on the wrist everywhere. Kyrie Irving behaved in an unacceptable manner and created a pattern of behavior in that game, which we just can't condone. And if we're going to fine him $50,000, there is no disincentive for players to do that and many worse things if they so choose, because that that is not a consequential amount of money. See, that's where you take it too far. Where? The $50,000 piece, I agree with you. This is how I, for those of you who didn't see the TV show this morning, I will tell you what I thought of this. I thought everyone did exactly what they're supposed to do. Now, I don't fully disagree. Kyrie could handle this differently and better, but he doesn't. And in the NBA and in sports in general, playing the villain role 
has its place. He did that well. First and foremost, the Celtic fans did what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to hate him. I use that word advisedly. It is purely in a sports context. We all understand what it means. In the same way the Garden fans used to hate Reggie Miller and the, the Chicago fans at the old Chicago Stadium used to hate the old Pistons, that, that you hate these guys. You wouldn't do anything to them. If you ever take it beyond booing and yelling, then obviously you're the idiot in the room. But if the fans are generally just yelling at him, that's their job. And then Kyrie responded because that's kind of how he is. And to me, it actually adds a level of intrigue to this. And then the league responded as it's supposed to, which is to say they have to make some statement that this is not behavior that we condone. But I don't think that they need to make a greater statement than that. Now, where you go too far is when you say, or something way worse than that. It does not disincentivize Mm -hmm. Kyrie or someone else from doing that again or something greater than that. I don't think it gives him carte blanche to do something greater than that. Something greater than that is going into the stands. Something greater than that is something that genuinely escalates what is otherwise a relatively benign war of words going on between the fans and the players. Let me ask you a question. Okay, So I did the math. The average American makes $51,000. The equivalent fine for the average American here would be $73. If you're, say, working the cashier somewhere, and your customer starts saying awful things to you, and you flip them the double bird two different times, I can assure you that a way worse thing is going to happen to that employee than a $73 fine. And and you preloaded the argument there when you say, well, that's just kind of how Kyrie is. That's just how Kyrie is. It's not an acceptable, it's it's not an excuse for the behavior it is unacceptable regardless of who engages in the behavior. Well, so let, let's actually analyze this for a second. Let, let, let's, let's distill this. What happened with Kyrie Irving and the Celtic fans, do you think that made people more interested or less interested in watching the remainder oh, of the series? much more interested. Do you think that anyone in the stands was mortally wounded by this? I, I don't even mean to overstate it. Mm-hmm. Was anyone genuinely hurt? By what he did. No, these are victimless crimes. Then where's the problem? Like, I'm missing the problem. This is something that adds intrigue. Like, if you watch wrestling or something like that, I get that this isn't that. Right. But the villain is a, a, a prominent role. Like, I remember Reggie Miller... Trey Young, a much more recent example. I was in the building last year when Trey Young came into the garden and he was taking bows at the Knicks fans and they're chanting. They, you know what they were chanting? Yep. They were chanting two words, <laughs> uh, one word at Trey Young, and it started with the letter F. And so, do you have an issue? Is it that? Is, I guess what I'm asking you is do you have an issue with him bowing at the fans? Do you have an issue with him waving at the fans goodbye when he eliminates them? I have an issue with, well, Kyrie. Would you describe that as profanity? Yes. I guess the, what you're saying. If. One of the reasons we, the NBA games are on a five-second delay is in case there's profanity. Right. So it's not on TV. Look, when we show the Kyrie Irving incident on Get Up, we blur it because it's inappropriate. The ah. FCC has rules about this stuff. But haven't, 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 we're, we're choosing to do that. Isn't there, the FCC, way worse, way more than that. Watch the TV shows that are on at night sometimes and look at the things that are being portrayed on television. Far worse than that sure, is being Sure, their done. family window is like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., though. Right. What I'm saying is that gesture... And what it means is unacceptable. And while it is good for the series, the NBA's $50,000 fine is just a joke. Nuno, what do you think of this? Man, Hempo, relax. Like, 
I just this think... is why people shake nerds. No, but what's funny hearing Hembo say all this? Like one of the biggest fraudulent things that in any sport is when baseball players pitchers hurl a 90 mile an hour fastball at a player and plunk them and then what do they do they get three days off like when they're not even gonna pitch like so i think you're just overreacting like no one got hurt no one i don't think anyone crossed the line and it's just it add it adds intrigue so what's going to happen is people who don't like Kyrie are going to be even more fired up and actually more, you know, hoping even more that the Celtics win this series, right? Because you want to see them fail. Like, it's, you know, maybe the bigger issue for me is the fact that what, Miles Bridges got 50000 for what he did and th- and hitting a fan, you know, throwing his mouthpiece and hitting a fan. So, like, maybe that is more of an outrage than this. It, it is what it is. That's way worse. Yes. Let, let, me, let, me, let me defend Hembo for a moment. If you're a parent and you've brought a smallish child to that game, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, and the player, you know, is yelling a profanity or giving, flipping the bird, whatever it is, I get it. You don't want to. But unfortunately, maybe, Hembo, I feel like the horse is kind of out of the barn on this. Like, we're no longer in that world. Like, I get what you're talking about. You're a very young person mm-hmm. to have that perspective. Like, in my day... Like, in the days when I was first going, I, I'll, I'll tell you, okay, we're going to get sidetracked now. No, but real quick, it's, Go. but Hembo, like, if you're a fan and you're a parent with your kid, like, this all stems from the fans saying what they said to Kyrie. Right. So your outrage is the people around you. Right. Kyrie is reacting to it. At some point in time, like, you're just going to react to it. I don't <laughs> care how, like, you know... You can meditate and whatever he does, and, and the focus, like you're gonna you're gonna react to it, and that's what the reaction was. As a fan, it's like, hey, buddy, why don't you shut up? Or like, if you want to heckle someone, you heckle someone. But what Kyrie said that they said to him, like that's going to trigger someone. So yeah, like your issue should be with the fans, not Kyrie. As it's interesting because you just made me think. It's a lot of different thoughts. So when I was at the game last year, where the fans were chanting in unison, I mean, like a a a a, a regular. F. Trey Young is the, is the chant. That's what they were chanting for anyone who doesn't know. I was with my son. Now, at the time that this happened, Stevie was 18. <laughs> this didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I, he grew up going to games with me. When he was seven, would I have felt the same way about mm-hmm. that organized chant? Probably not. But that's what I mean when I say, like, that line has been crossed. We've crossed that line in sports. There was a time when we, we hadn't crossed that line. We've now crossed that line. We, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? We've, we've moved into a new paradigm or, or whatever. We've crossed the Rubicon. Like the, the, the F word is now something that we accept in that context at these sporting events. Are we the, are we the worse for it as a society? Probably, but... I'm an old fart at this point on that. I'm 53 years old. Like, I don't see anyone around me that seems upset about it. When you're at these games and they're chanting F this or F that, I don't, I, as I look around, I don't see too many people who look like they're incredibly offended by this. That's, that's fine. And maybe I'm in the minority there. But I think the mistake we're making is equating the fan to Kyrie Irving. The fan is paying Kyrie Irving's salary. The fan is paying money yeah. so that he can go to the game and engage in that behavior when we all know that if they ran into Kyrie Irving at Starbucks, they would ask for an autograph. But that's what fans do, especially in the playoffs. But that's the same, but, but, but look, that's the same exact thing that happens everywhere. Look, do you ever read your mentions on social media? On occasion. Do you ever read mine? <laughs> yeah. you ever read Stephen A's? <laughs> do you ever read it? I mean, like that... 
people will just say the worst things to you they can possibly think of for no real reason. Like, there's times that people will say something terrible when you will, I could post a, a perfectly, but I, how's everybody doing today? And I'll get back at least 10 horrible personal insults because that's just the way things are now. And I, don't, I can't speak for all 10 of those people, but I would guess that if I ran into at least half of them in the airport, they'd be like, hey, Greedy, how you doing? I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you? Like, there's really nothing going on there. The fan is, is, is fulfilling the fan's role by chanting at Kyrie Irving. Yes, you're right. That fan wouldn't say that to him in person in the street. But that's okay. Those are kind of the rules of engagement that we live in now. So I understand what you're saying. There's a part of me that kind of, I, I feel like it's like I have a romantic appreciation for what you're saying because I do remember a time when that kind of thing would have been completely like in the 80s when they were first trying to build this thing mm-hmm. up. And, 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 and I, yes, and you're right. And again, I, I keep coming back to this. Uh, frequently when I make analogies of this kind. But you know that my parents owned a small business through most of my life. They had a a bookstore in New York City, just a small private bookstore um, that I worked in every summer starting when I was 15 until the summer of my sophomore year of college, so like five years uh, running. I would work in there, and you were just selling books. I'm standing behind a counter. And yeah, I've said many times, if I treated, if we treated the customers of our store the way sports fans are routinely treated. Mm-hmm. We would have been out of business in 10 minutes. But that's another Rubicon that has been crossed. Fans don't act that way. Fans behave like sheep. Like, they'll put up with almost anything. And in this case, the fans are giving it just as much as they're getting it. So I really think, in this case, while I understand what you're saying, I think you're greatly overreacting. Perhaps. I just don't think that the NBA or any sport should put themselves in a position where we're normalizing that kind of behavior from the athletes, and I'll stand on that. Well, let's give the... I I appreciate your position. Let's give the final word on this to Bubba for obvious reasons. For anyone who doesn't know, Bubba, before his now somewhat legendary run in radio production, Bubba actually worked in the NBA front office, and he was that person, like, before Rod Thorne, he was the person in charge of handing out fines for players that got into fights and anything like that. So, Bubba, obviously, with your um, lengthy history in this area, how do you feel this was adjudicated by the league? Yeah, I think it's a perfect fine. I have no issue with the fine. I think you got to set some precedent that it's not okay to kind of do what Kyrie did, but at the same time, perfectly fine with the 50000 I would just say, yeah, I'm more on the other side of what we've been talking about, the fans. I would prefer that we not normalize as much of the just constant swearing and berating and that stuff for the players. Like, I, I don't think it should be just, oh, you're a fan. You can just say whatever you want and just yell at these players because you're paying for their salaries. Like, at some point, these fans are just ridiculous and they cross the line way too often. Like, I, I just don't think we should be normalizing 20,000 people chanting F. Trey Young. And, I, I mean, I get, like, no one's personally going to be hurt by it, but I just think we're, we're going in the wrong direction where that's happening. And, and that's only going to lead to far harsher and harsher and more inappropriate things, whether they're, you know, racist or sexist or whatever. It's just going to be far more personal attacks that I just feel like, to me, it's just more of a fan issue. And, yeah, Kyrie's just responding, just getting berated, just nonstop. And I can't even imagine the stuff they were saying to him. Yeah. And I just think it's I'm, – I'm fine with the fine, but I just wish – and there's nothing we could do about it, but I just wish the fans would just not be as harsh. And I've been to plenty of games as kids, Red Sox, Yankees, Cowboys, and you hear ridiculous stuff, but it was just, you know, pockets here and there. And for the most part, it's fun. Like, you're just, you're having fun, and you're you're booing, you're, you're yelling at them, but it's become far more personal now, and that's what I don't like. You make a good point. So, listen, 
I, I'm going to end this. Well, I'm going to give you the best explanation of why Bubba is right coming up next. I, I'm going to make an, an illustration to Hembo that he will fully appreciate. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hembo, you're sitting here very quickly. I'll make this analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, bemoaning the state of fan relations and how they behave and all the rest of that. Let me just ask you a question. Uh, you are married to a woman who roots for which football team? The New York Giants. And which football team do you root for? The Philadelphia Eagles. If, if you and she were to go to a game between the Giants and the Eagles in Philadelphia, would you allow her to wear a New York Giants jersey? I would not. Why? Because I would fear for her safety. So, I mean, you've sort of answered your own question there, right? Like the horse is out of the barn. You're worried about people chanting F. Trey Young? Like you won't let your own wife wear a jersey for the team that she's rooting for into a stadium because at minimum, literal minimum, people will pour beer on her. That, right? that's a, it's a if fair she gets out of there with just beer porn on her, <laughs> poured on her, we would consider that a win. It's a fair counterpoint. It's a very fair I counterpoint. I mean, I, I, we would just accept stuff now. Like, we just accept that. Like, you've told me that a million times, and right. obviously it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I've never said, well, isn't that just horrible? <laughs> like, that's just <laughs> life, right? Like, that's just life in sports the way we know them now. And that's just the way it goes. I mean, so there you have that. Okay, I've been promising this one thing, and I haven't gotten to it. So let me uh, make good on my promise. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light with Greeny. All right, one of our favorite sports is about to look completely different, and I'm giving myself the green light to explain why. So how long have they been playing baseball, Hembo? Uh, For about 150 years. And what is one of the things that people say about baseball all the time, that it is timeless? And that timelessness has been its greatest asset. That, that, That there is no urgency, there's no clock. Unlike basketball, football, hockey, and pretty much any other team sport one can think of, there is no clock. Well, that is about to change. The implementation of a strict clock has dramatically sped up the pace in minor league games while not having a demonstrable effect on scoring, setting the stage for Major League Baseball to implement a strict pitch clock for the 2023 season. The pitch clock has shaved 20 minutes off game times in the minors, over the first 132 games that included a 14-second clock with the bases empty and an 18-second clock with runners on and penalties for pitchers and hitters who violate it, the average game time was 2 hours and 39 minutes. Major League Baseball can implement this next year. They will, and they should. It is It it just makes sense, and I understand that the timelessness or the timeless nature of the sport has long been one of its romantic selling points, 
It has clearly become a hindrance. Anyone who's willing to be honest with themselves has to acknowledge that. It will be for the best of baseball that they implement this next year. Hembo, agree or disagree? I have to begrudgingly agree. I have long felt that what made baseball unique was something that you sort of cling to as a strength, but you're right. It it has become a liability for the sport. You can't have watched, especially any of our postseason games, without feeling that way. The last time there was a World Series game played that took less than three hours was like 2017. Right now, the average is like four hours long. And it's not just how long the game takes, as you know. When you implement a pitch clock, the game has more urgency. The game has more tempo. The game has more flow. And you mentioned that it did not have a demonstrable effect on scoring. I think it will over the course of time. And that's because we have a lot of data that show the less time between pitches, the less hard pitchers throw, and the easier pitches are to hit. But I guess the, the reason that I, I say that as a good thing is if we can speed the game up without it making any other obvious change, there's no reason not to do it. Yeah. Literally none. We You're can right. either play faster or slower and nothing else changes. Well, who's in favor of slower? Like what person would say, oh, well, then let's definitely go slower. Like no one would say that. And here's the thing. There was a columnist when I worked in Chicago. His name is Bernie Lincecum. He was a terrific writer for the Chicago Tribune, and he was someone I looked up to when I first started covering sports. I was in my 20s, and he, I don't know where Bernie is right now. I hope that he's well. Um, I, he's probably 20 years older than me. But anyway, we were once at a baseball game, and we were talking about the sport. Baseball was his favorite sport as well. And he said to me, Greeny, what makes baseball the best sport is everything that happens in between the action. Because we were debating about, is there enough action? This was, just the, very, this was the very beginning of those conversations wow. being a thing. And he said to me, the beauty of the game is everything that happens in between the action. Well, that was right. The problem is we don't live in that world. We live in a society where we don't wait for something else to happen. And I, I confess, I'm guilty of this myself. I cannot sit for two minutes... And do nothing without picking up my phone and checking it. Try it. At some point today, when you're sitting, just sit alone in a room. No music, no television, no reading material, no nothing. Just sit and have your phone near you. And see how near enough that you could reach it. How long can you go without picking it up and seeing what's happening? How, How long can you go? And that, to me, is the answer to this question about baseball. There used to be something beautiful about nothing. We don't live in that world anymore. We continue in just a moment. Big hour on the way. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 